0: On this 18th Wednesday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then Jesus went from that place and withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not say a word in answer to her. His disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did him homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Let's continue with the theme that emerged from Sunday's Gospel, Greed. It is said that greed can occur mainly in two ways, insofar as it opposes justice and insofar as it opposes generosity. We will try to delve into this without going into too much detail. It opposes justice insofar as it usurps or withholds another person's good. For example, it could be failing to pay debts on time, or not rendering promised services to the detriment of the beneficiaries one committed oneself to. We don't pay much attention to these things, but they sometimes reveal great injustices among us. And as for greed as opposed to generosity or detachment, it happens when an inordinate love of money makes us prefer it to charity, marginalising God and love of neighbour. For example, neglecting the care of the sick, the elderly or those who deserve our love because our attachments or desires to have more and more make us forget and leave aside what is essential. We can fall into greed in two ways. One is immediate, which happens when we seek to acquire or retain more goods than we should to the detriment of others, wasting or not spending what's necessary. The second way is more personal and spiritual. It is when the avaricious person sins against themselves because their affections are disordered and material things steal their heart. They despise more significant goods, such as the love of God and others, for material and passing things. But we must continue to get to know what faith is, since it's not only what we believe in. Knowing what we believe in does not guarantee we'll have a good faith. Many Christians know their faith well, they know the Catechism, transmit it and defend it tooth and nail, but deep down, and on the surface, they don't believe in the Gospel as it should be. What I'm telling you may seem strange, but think about it, I think it is so. Let me make myself clear, it's not only necessary to believe, but it's necessary to believe well, as Jesus wants us to believe. We often forget that faith is a gift from on high and, therefore, it helps us to provide the correct answer to Jesus, not the answer we prefer. I know that it's difficult to talk about this in a world of exacerbated individualism. We may act like spoiled children in the faith. With all this, I don't only mean that we must live the faith and have a morality that is in accordance with what we believe, but that we must think and feel as believers as men and women of faith which takes time that is a grace that takes hard work from jesus with us and from us with him one can be a very good person do nothing wrong and do many good things but fail to have a believing mind and heart in the church many both lay people and priests say they have faith but in their way of thinking and expressing themselves, they seem to be pagans. The opposite also happens. Sometimes many who don't seem to have faith actually think and feel as Jesus wants. I know this seems strange, but it's something that has always happened. It even happened to Jesus. Those anxiously waiting for him didn't recognise him. Those who were with him didn't understand him. And those who least expected him, believed in him, Understood him and obeyed him. In today's glimpses of the gospel, we observe how great the faith is of so many people who seem far away but are so close to God in reality. And it's something that can amaze us but simultaneously sadden us to see how little the faith of so many people who seem close to God is. How great is the faith of people who supposedly don't know much about faith in the eyes of the wise? They, in fact, know what's most important. They know what's best. That Jesus can do anything. How great is the faith of so many mothers who cry in pain for their children and their families. How great is the faith of this Canaanite woman who teaches us such a great lesson today. She teaches us to cry out from the depths of our souls because many of us say we have faith and in reality we often don't. Either because our faith is weak or because a lot of it is in our minds and not in our hearts. This woman also teaches us that when we approach Jesus, we should truly approach him. Many people don't come very close, but when they do, they approach him in earnest and with true faith. The important thing is to truly approach Jesus and to do so earnestly. Let's be careful if we think we're close to him, but are not in reality. Let's learn to admire people who seem far away but have a lot of faith and a very pure faith. And those of us who may think we are not so close must open our eyes too and realise that Jesus wants us to cry out to him, even if it may upset many. Let's cry out for things we need knowing that he hears us. We all have to ask for what we need, that is, to have faith. We have to open our hearts to the Lord to show him that we have faith. How beautiful it is to believe that Jesus can do anything. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us always.